internet, welcome to listen to me and Ken pontificate again. Uh, we are back with Kenter at Your Own Risk, number 11. Good evening. This is brought to you by Chris and Kent, my cohort and original G partner in crime. Say hello, Kent. Hello. I'm, I'm a G. He's an OG. Do I get a unit? <laughs> you can have... You can have two units if you of blood. Be neg- no, just kidding. Um, anyways, uh, we're going to be doing a continuation on, if you were with us earlier, if you're just coming in, we're going to be doing a top 10. This, or 25 in Kent's case, where we, uh, our topic this month is horror movies that we think are due or in need of a uh, reboot or a revamp, or possibly, I guess, some could be just like, a sequel um but uh just to hit that up right away and jump on in uh i just thought of one that is going to add on so mine will be a top 11 so there <laughs> take that internet take that top 11 um so if you are ready to start Ken? i am i'm currently rearranging a few th- things that I can add as bonuses as opposed to my top 10 because I want to cheat the audience just a little bit if I can. Alright, let me bring up IMDb for some reason. Just close that so I can reference uh, to go along with that. Yeah, we gotta have names of people that nobody else knows. Alright, so my number 11 to start it off with, I don't know if you ever saw it, but back in 1990 there was a horror movie with Lou Diamond Phillips uh, called The First Power. Heard of it? I don't think I watched it, though. I remember when uh, the trailers were going. It looked pretty cool, pretty scary. Uh, Basically, what it boils down to is a Satanist serial killer uh, is going through like these rituals in order to turn himself into like I don't want to say full-on demon, but um, almost like an antichrist. Like, uh, the first power is resurrection, where he can finally bring himself back from the dead. And it goes through, like, teleportation, possession. So, I, you know, I, I was thinking about it, and I'm like, it's an interesting subject. You know, it combines, you know, demons and serial killers. But, I mean, you go back and you watch it now, and it's uh, it's kind of dated. You know, like, the special effects feel very dated. There was a lot of jump scares. I have a feeling with, you know, like, a better director, a better script writer, I don't want to necessarily say a better cast, I think they did the best that they could in the time that it came out with, with what they had. I think it could be pretty effective, you know. And I don't think it was one of those movies that was popular enough where, like, if you remade it, all of a sudden you'd have a whole bunch of people being, like, pissed off because you remade it. I remember I remember actually seeing trailers for it either like on TV or like on you know VHS when you'd have three or four trailers before you got to the main feature. I, I remember it in- interesting me or intriguing me, but I I never got around to it. That that's about I can almost actually I I think I can actually almost remember like some of the cover art even. Yeah, the the guy who played the bad guy too. His name is Jeff Kober. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you would know him just by his name, but, like, you see his face, and, yeah, he's definitely, like, one of those people who gets typecast in a lot of um, those parts. Like, he was in The Walking Dead, Red Machete, Joe. I don't know. Yeah, Jeff Coke. Yeah, he's he was uh, also in Sons of Anarchy. He's yeah. a great actor. Love him. This was the first thing that I remember seeing him in, and I was like, yeah, it, that's, you know, that's perfect for him that kind of creepy role. And, uh, you know, Lou, Lou Diamond Phillips has had ups and downs, but, you know, back in the day, I think he was a, a really decent actor. I think, I don't know if it was drugs or whatever, some something hit him in between, at, like, the top of it, height of his popularity. And he's come back a little bit since then, but, yeah, I mean, uh, there's a difference between, like, young, good-looking, young guns, this time frame, Lou Diamond Phillips, and, like, what we got in like the mid 2000s how the hell old is i can never pronounce his name right michaelty williamson like he was in this as a detective yeah i mean this was way before forrest gump so that was the first thing that i really remember him in dude was born in 57 i did not realize he was that old but i like him a lot there are a lot of people in hollywood who are in their 50s who don't look like they're in their fucking 50s. Uh, I don't want to go too far off topic. I will just say this. Tuesday I had this conversation about how like right now we we were trying to figure out like who is left as like a big name in their 20s action star and between three dudes and one girl we struggled coming up with big names. And as you said, like there's a lot of people that were born in that time frame that, you know, because of our age, we don't see them as being that old. But yeah, they've gotten up there so much in years. It's just weird. It's just very weird. All right, then to go on to my next one. Um, this one I was kind of torn on because I think the original is still pretty good. But I think, again, with an updated budget. It could just be remade to to work better because going back and watching it now, a lot of the special effects didn't age well. But in the mouth of madness, like I love the movie, I love Sam Neill in it, which is a surprise because I'm not a big Sam Neill fan. I like Jurgen Prochnow in it, and I am a big Jurgen Prochnow fan. But again, like bar like one or two scenes that they did in that, like a lot of the special effects have not aged well at all. Yeah, I mean, shit, what, that was made in, what, 94, I think, maybe? Okay. Yeah, I mean, that. it's weird just how much 10 years difference makes, with the exception of Independence Day. Somehow, special effects still hold up on Independence Day. Don't know how, but, yeah, most of the movies from the 90s, the special effects, some of them look worse than they did from the 80s in some weird way, I feel, especially in the horror genre. I think a lot of it was because, and I could be wrong, but if I remember correctly, a lot of like the digital effects were really just starting in the 90s. A lot of what we had in the 80s were still the practical effects. So in some ways, I mean, those can look, unless you have good CG, practical, uh, practical effects can look much more realistic. I mean, they can look fucking cheap as shit, too. I mean, it all depends on how much money and ingenuity and talent you're willing to spend but um remember the lawnmower man 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just yeah, like that's that's a perfect case of example. Like if they made it now and did everything exactly the same, but just updated the special effects, that would be almost like a completely fucking new movie. Yeah, it really. Uh, it'd actually possibly be good now. Yeah, yeah. Probably better than Lawnmower Man too. Oh God, I forgot that that movie existed. Ah, you just made me sad. Well, yeah, because of course, going from Jeff Fahey to you know Matt Frewer is also the most graceful fucking transition for the same character I've ever seen. Matt Frewer is now a new actor in Fear the Walking Dead, and Matt Frewer will always have my heart as Trash Can Man. Yeah, he's a good actor. I'm just like, you go from somebody who looks like Jeff Fahey to somebody who completely doesn't look like Jeff Fahey. <laughs> two, two, two completely contrasting people. I would it, say yeah. the only big difference that I've seen like that in a popular movie was when they went from Matt Damon in The Talented Mr. Ripley to John Malkovich in whatever the hell the Mr. Ripley sequel was. I didn't know there was a sequel to that. Well, I learned something yeah, new. That's uh, I was like, "Yep, that's yeah, nothing. They don't look like uh, like anything alike at all." Uh, that's a shame. <laughs> all right, so to continue on in my odyssey of madness, my next one, and you might disagree with me, but I really think uh, they should stop going with the sequels, and we should get a reboot. Not in a modernization, just a reboot of Children of the Corn. I think that could be done a lot of justice now with, A, again, some special effects, but some things I think that they're, you know, more willing to allow be put on screen in regards to, you know, violence and uh, children and shit like that sometimes. Uh, Yeah, I I mean, I'm not going to say that it wasn't on my list because it sure was and it just got moved uh yeah that was actually one of one of them on my list because did you watch when they did try to reboot it and they had the white dude and they changed the lead woman to a black chick who couldn't act at all i did not see that one no i I think i've seen two and three maybe or three and four but i haven't seen any of the ones past that oh Part three is Urban Harvest. That that's fun. Part six, I think it was, was surprisingly fun when they brought Isaac back. But the reboot was such a horrible, like it, it really was an epic failure. And I don't like to use that term very often, but in this case, I have no problem. Like that movie was so bad. Like even who they cast from Malachi, Isaac was possibly okay, but he was no John Franklin. Uh, yeah, I, I say you. You bring back Children of the Corn, and you can get away with so much more. Plus, I mean, think about just how great, (laughs) to piggyback on the previous podcast, think about how great that fucking beginning scene was. One of the greatest beginning scenes in horror history. Yeah, I mean, you know, if if I did this the way I would want to do it, I would do the original story, too, uh, where all uh, all the people who show up, in there, you know, the Linda Hamilton, and I forgot what her husband's name were, they die. You know, you got to kill all the characters. Let Wasn't the it like live. Peter Horton or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, it might have been. Um, 
I could look it up or I could just fucking keep talking. <laughs> you keep talking, I'll look it up. It was Peter Horton. But I mean I think it's I think it works better instead of making it you know, the eighties had to have the hero win. You know, I think a lot of the I mean, think about something along the end like not necessarily the same, but along the ending of like The Mist. You know, where the whole reason that movie succeeds as well as it does is because of just how uh nihilistic it is at the end same thing with seven like seven was an okay movie but if you take away all the shit that happens at the end it just stays an okay movie it doesn't become i think as good and as talked about as everything that you get from the ending oh i seven seven was a slightly above average movie until you get to that yeah i agree like had good acting but it was just another thriller with a light bit of horror like that's which was popular at the time though those types of mist like thrillers were popular and that one changed things though a little bit which was good all right um to move on again my next one is another one that i was kind of you know unsure about putting it on there because it's kind of a classic but at the same time, again, you know, going back and looking at it, yeah, it doesn't hold up. But I, I would really like to see like a, a remake, because uh, no offense, but I think uh, Don Coscarelli's possibly not lost it a little bit. But uh, don't say it. I'd like to see Phantasm. Ah. Oh. <laughs> redone. I can. I mean, there's very few directors I think who could potentially handle it. But I think, um, I think it would be. If you got the right person, you could make a really interesting alternate version. I would hate to see, I would see like the big thing for this. I would like to. I would hate to see the majority of these just remade, just as the exact same movie. Because at that point, why bother remaking it? You've already got, you know, something that's just not modern. I went back and forth on this, and. All right, so it's not that I mean, with, I think with the, the right people, it I think could the be biggest, done. The hardest thing would be finding somebody to replace Angus Scrim. I really think that would be the hardest part. Yeah, that that's the hardest part, and I I feel that there's a lot of things that are really tough to replace, including the vibe. I the I'm vibe almost, is definitely one of the most unique things phantasm has going for it because it's just like so completely fucking crazy and all over the place yeah I, actually i d told you i just bought a bunch of digital movies i just bought one through four i didn't buy ravager yet because it's still 13 dollars and whatever but yeah i bought the first four for i think in total it was 26 bucks and i don't regret any of that purchase I really went back and forth on this decision. I, I didn't have it on my list because I I couldn't figure out how anybody was going to do it better. That that was the only thing. I don't know if you get people to do it better, but maybe if you redo it, it brings attention back to the original and people... Like, there's a lot of people that have never seen fucking Phantasm, so maybe bringing the spotlight back... Hell, even if it's bad, like, people are going to shit all over and be like, no, the original Phantasm was that great, so... Maybe it's not the worst case scenario. But again, this would this would be one that would need to be specifically done by the right people. I don't necessarily know who they are. Like, uh, I don't think Guillermo would be like a good choice for director, but I could see him helping as like a producer on it. 
Yeah, you need somebody with a really, uh, really vivid imagination, basically. Because yeah. that, that shit was crazy, but crazy good, too. Like, it, was, it, it was, I mean, fucking outer space dwarves selling, you know, stealing people's bodies to fuck. Yeah, it was just. <laughs> no, like, like, was Cuisinart was it, really a, it, a brand of, it, like, kitchen appliances before that movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what was. Was it your buddy who said you know, the only movie he's seen where an old guy gets to throw his balls in a little kid's face? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so... Uh, and they could have... They could do a lot of cool things with the different dimensions. Like, there's a lot... You could improve upon it. I. It would just take the right group of people. That's all. It, I don't know. Who, do you think Tobin Bell could play a good tall man? Um, yeah, I, 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 he's definitely got like the he could be the aloof, detached, and menacing at the same time. Yeah, like I could see him doing it. I just don't know if he would be a tall man or like the average, slightly above average height man. I mean, I don't. Special effects could fix it, but yeah, I think I think he could he could pull it off, especially like if they do like they've done with him in a lot of well not necessarily a lot but several movies where they've like enhanced his natural pallor that he has yeah I I, th- I think if I if I go for somebody well 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 known within the horror universe he's a possible candidate uh, that, I'm not saying I mean, he's I, would, the one. I would definitely put him up over like Doug Bradley yeah oh yeah 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 I would agree with that 100 percent or even like you know, Kane Hodder's not old enough yet, and he's not quite the right type of menacing. Tobin Bell has a whole other menace to him than Kane Hodder does. Uh, Kane Hodder's bit tall, but he's also big. You know, it would be like the tall man. You know, was tall and he was threatening, but you know, I wouldn't be worried about him necessarily. You know, before I've know what he's capable of. Of seeing him like rip my fucking throat out just because of you know how large he is. Right, like Kane Hodder, you can picture lifting up the caskets on his own. You didn't really expect that from the tall man until you saw it, and then you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, okay, so I'm glad I'm not alone in, in being torn on that one. All right, um, so my next one, this one I was, was unsure if you've ever seen, but have you ever seen a movie called Wolfen? I've heard of it, never seen it. So basically, it's a, a Whitney Stryber uh, wrote it. I don't know if you remember all the shit that he wrote back in the day, but he was a big deal back in the eighties. I do not recall. Uh, like he did the hunger. He did, um, the one communion, the, the alien, uh, abduction one that Christopher Walken was in. That was like his biggest thing in the mid mid eighties. But, um, this was basically a, a story about wolf werewolves, you know, as compared to like wolf men. Okay. And they were uh, Native American um, killing people in New York City as they were approaching on like their uh, territory. It was actually pretty good. And now that I look at it, and I'm older and have watched much more movies than I did when it when I first saw it back in the '80s when it came out. You know, like I can appreciate the fact that like Albert Finney, Edward James Olmos, Gregory Hines, Tom Noonan, Reginald L. Johnson, James Tolkien, all these guys. You know, like didn't really mean too much to me are are in it now when I see it. I I was just going to say, like, I was looking through the cast right before you started naming names. I'm like, 
holy shit that, that I love Edward James almost and Tom Noonan especially like love both those guys so I'm already adding that to my list to watch see like I'm not necessarily like a huge huge werewolf buff fan but I think that like they're underrepresented in horror movies compared to like say a vampire yeah, yeah. no you're, you're completely right and usually, and if you have werewolves, a lot of times vampires are involved anyway. And not to mention the fact that, like, uh, it's been a, a lot of mixed bag with in regards to werewolves. I have another one. I'm sure you can probably fucking guess on my um, on my list, much higher up. But uh, I thought this was interesting, a because it goes along with like it's Native American. Um, there's no wolf man. They're all wolves. And it, you know, it was like an urban legend. It's a, it, I, I could see them making like a really, really easily making a good remake of this as long as they had a good script and um, probably being more, much more graphic than they were in the original too. And like, I don't think it would be a super big deal because I don't think this was like a super popular movie back in the day. Although I, I could be wrong about that, but um, I think it was just, you know, it was in that period of time where, um, like, if you didn't see a movie in the theater, uh, you might have missed it. You know, like, maybe before HBO and, like, replaying shit on TV became bigger sure. than it was. That makes sense. I, I, I just recently had looked this up because of Tom Noonan, because I was trying to explain to one of my friends who Tom Noonan was, and... Uh, it's one of those situations where it fell on deaf ears. We'll, we'll go with that. Um, one of the things I do remember from it, too, and I think th- that, yeah, this would be part of the reason why I picked it, was, like, when they show the wolf kills, you know, most of the time they're showing it from the wolf's perspective, so you got, like, the thermal imaging like you would with a predator. Ah, uh, the predator, But yeah. this was, like, this was, like, five years before that. So. Fair enough, yeah. Uh... I don't know, it sounds good, and the cast alone is really good. I'm hoping hoping I can find it on something streaming. I'm, I don't know, that's like a 50-50 proposal at best, but... It looks like... Probably not. I mean, it's the only watch now I see is on Amazon Prime, and that's one of the ones where you have to rent or buy it, so... Right. Yeah, it's alright. I will find a way. Okay, continuing on... Um, I, don't, I think we've talked about this before, but I don't know if we were really discussed it, but Fallen, the one with Denzel. And, and uh, Goodman, Goodman, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember I didn't like this movie when it came out, but I didn't like it because, like, it was how depressing it was. Like, once Denzel got involved in this situation, there was, like, no way out for him. He was fucked from the get-go. And I'm the kind of person who, who likes to root for the good guys and not see the bad guys fucking win. And this was a straight-up bad guy fucking victory where he went around, roared around, and stamped on the good guy's grave after he fucking desecrated it. Um, that being said, like, I think there were a lot of really effective scenes in it. Like, the, the one where uh, Denzel's being chased through the crowd and the demon just keeps passing himself by touching the people. And I, I just... I think less of a reboot and more of just like a new story about this demon would would work for me. I don't know. 
I th- I think it could be pretty pretty interesting. I'd watch it. Like I can s- I you know, it's weird because there's a lot of movies from I'll I'll say this about my list. There's a lot of things that I probably kept off because I was like uh, how soon is too soon to do a reboot basically. But I I feel that enough time when was this? No, Mid 90s, late 90s? Yeah, it was it was 98 and you know Part of me feels like that was yesterday, but then part of me realizes that's also 21 years ago. Yeah, I graduated in 98, and here we are. Yeah, I'm, I, I did too. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, I forgot Donald Sutherland was in that, to take it back to our earlier podcast. Ah, uh, the Donald, yes. Six it, degrees of separation. <laughs> If anybody wants to know what we were talking about last podcast and you didn't listen to it, we discussed Lights Out, Fragile, Mirrors, and The Autopsy of Jane Doe. So if you want in-depth discussion about any of those four movies, check us out. But uh, I think this was one of the movies where... like, I really like Elias Codius as an actor. I think he doesn't get enough credit for the shit that he does. And yeah, he was he was the one who set the the stage for this. For All right, me. if you if you could only have him or Stanley Tucci, who do you take? <sighs> Tough call, right? I gotta go Stanley Tucci, just because <laughs> he he's been in more. So I, I've seen you know his range from everything from comedy to horror to you know action movies. Um. And I know, like, Elias Codius is is good, but I haven't seen him in as much. You know, so Stanley gets the win for me. All right. That's fair. All right. Going on. This one, uh, I didn't think of a friend gave me it, and I was like, oh, shit, that's fucking a good call. Warlock. Oh. I was like, yeah, that would... A, it's a good movie, but I'm like, yeah, we haven't seen one of those in... And not like a, a sequel where the couple of them were good, but they continued to get worse as you went. But I was like, yeah, I could see them redoing a doing a pretty good job with that, you know. Especially like, imagine, you know, in this revised scenario where the guy who follows him for into the the future isn't like a good guy, but he's like a fucking you know like creepy ass fucking witch hunter type of dude. Yeah. I would like to see it. I, I I think they could have a lot of fun with it nowadays. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would be it would be interesting, and I think I think the potential would exist for that to happen. You know, but I don't know if that's a franchise that ever going to see a revival. Yeah, that's well. It depends on who owns the rights, I guess. Uh, moving on. Have you ever seen the movie Split Second? With Rucker Hauer? No. I know that, of it. It's it's got like a like big black uh monster on the cover. Kind of looks like Venom. There's another one I just suggested, so my list became twelve. Um basically the devil is acting like a serial killer in a futuristic dystopian London. And uh carving out body pieces and actually changing his appearance and shit. It was 
an interesting concept. Um, I really like the movie a lot, and I want to thank the people who fucking recommended it to me to uh, bring it back up. Yeah, I, I I would say that it's fucking worth it if you can find a copy of it to watch, if not buy. I do There's have a copy because my buddy Tom recommended it to me like two years ago and I just never got around to it. Dude, there there's there's some good scenes in it. There's some fucking pretty funny comedy too though. Like this one guy gets fucked up and all of a sudden he like he doesn't believe, he doesn't believe, he doesn't believe he gets fucked up by the dude and now he believes and all of a sudden he's like, We need bigger fucking guns <laughs> It's just, <laughs> it's just it's pretty fucking foot good. Um But yeah, again I I could see like and it's not like they're super cops or anything, so it's not like they're, you know, what would happen like if they cast The Rock in it, where all of a sudden, you know, he's su- suplexing fucking Satan, you know, kind of shit. You know, it's it's Rutger Hauer, basically towards the tail end of, like, the height of Rutger Hauer, before he started, like, just making as many movies as possible. Uh, Makes sense. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that would be... Interesting one to see modernized. All right, uh, my third, and this one actually might be being remade. I've seen uh, various sources on it, but uh, American Werewolf in London. Ah, another one on my list. And not not like the shitty sequel that we got, but like an actual realistic fucking. Can we get still have Julie Delpy get topless though? Is that a thing? No. No, oh. we cannot. Sad. But um, yeah, I just I think that the, the original is a classic, and um, I would love to see something in the same vein. Juggler, uh, <laughs> be made. Be made. Um, again, like I, I really think we have a shortage of really good um, werewolf movies, and I would love to see a fucking a new one. Uh, again, I don't know if it would be possible, but with the, um, I mean, if you look back at, like, the difference between that and the howling, I think it's fucking night and day, especially in regards to, uh, special effects. Yeah, I, you know, it was weird, I didn't see the howling until, god, my late 20s, early 30s, and that was a really well done but I don't, I still don't like it as much as I liked American Werewolf in London, but I'm sitting there thinking, like, like, I mean, I don't, I don't recall. Like, none of those guys were big names at the time, right? American Werewolf in London? No, um, you know, I think it made a lot of people's careers. Um, and, you know, especially uh, John Landis, so. Yeah, I mean, it's still, still to this day, it, it does hold up, but you can imagine how many different ways they could go with it now. Um, just to update it, modernize it. Um, it would be really... I'd love to see it. I mean, not to mention if... Even if all they did was change the setting. You know, have an American in, like, fucking... You know, some fucking Eastern European town where nobody fucking speaks English and having him go through this shit. I nominate fucking, Romania. That could be an interesting, you know, story right there. But, uh... You know, take it seriously. That's that's the problem with like a lot of werewolf stories don't do. They just go for the blood and gore and special effects and they don't take, you know what the psychological toll is on the person. Or if they they try to, they, they turn it into melodrama instead of into, you know something realistic. 
Yeah, I still didn't like... I didn't like Wolf with Nicholson. I didn't like the Wolf Man with Benicio and I can't remember who else was in it. Like, werewolf movies, by and large, are very disappointing to me. Not as disappointing as witch movies. I think witch movies... Witch, the witch movie genre is the most overrated thing because no, very rarely do they ever get it right. So, Yes, I would agree. Um, I did like Wolf with Nicholson, but it, I didn't take it as like a... Yeah, I took it more as like the allegory I think it was intended to be than than like a straight up werewolf horror movie. Yeah, I, fair enough. I did I did like Dark Soldiers. Okay, yeah. And I think where or were or however you want to pronounce it was a really interesting found footage take on the the genre. I think they did a good job with that one too. There was a really good one. I don't know if it's still on Netflix, but I don't even remember the name of it. I think it began with an H. Uh, it, there were people on a train, and they get attacked. How? I like that movie a lot. Yeah, it was uh, it was interesting. I like the twist at the end too. Yeah, yeah. It, I don't know. It it was probably the best werewolf movie I've seen in the past ten years. Did you see where? I did not. That I can think of. Is it just W E R E? W E R. So, you know, I think it's actually pronounced, supposed to be pronounced where. Where? It's okay. German. But uh, that, was a, that was a pretty good one. That's the one I was talking about. I would suggest seeing that. All right. All right. To, to go on to my number two, and I, th- I really want to say I think this is underrepresented in horror now, unless you go to the sci-fi channel. But when was the last time you really remember, like, a good horror movie featuring, featuring just normal animals? Hmm. Well, have you seen the trailer for Crawl? Yeah, that one kind of hits close to home since it's you know it's supposed to take place like uh, 120 miles from me. God damn it! Did they just say, "Well, we like a quiet place. What can we do? Well, we'll just flood it and have an alligator and try to make something." Uh, oh, we'll get Barry Pepper, who's really great, and throw him in the shit show. Like that movie looks horrible to me. It, it just looks horrible, but. I just had to get that out of my system. But uh, my number two is arachnophobia. Oh. Interesting. I fucking hate spiders. Yep. I fucking <laughs> hate spiders. That movie scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. And I could just imagine what they would do now with a fucking updated budget for the special effect. Fuck that shit. I <laughs> don't, would... don't make this movie, but I think it would be a good movie to remake. Don't you think Arachnophobia remade in 3D would even be more freakier? I would not see it like that. I, I think that'd be a hell of a movie experience. I, I, I don't know if I could handle it. I Imagine mean, if like they had seats that like would move. Oh. Like I, I mean, for anybody that doesn't know me, like every year when the first spider comes into my apartment, I have to make a Facebook post about it. Every year. That's that's my battle line because I can't tolerate or stand spiders. They fucking freak me out. And like the shitty part about that is spiders are good for us. They, you know, mostly kill insects that fucking, you know, would come into our house and fuck with us and shit, but they're so fucking creepy. Like, I don't know. I mean, like I think of like what Peter Jackson did with the fucking giant spider and fucking return of the King I'm like, 
there are ways that they could fuck with this, fuck with us with the remake of this movie. And not to say that the first one was bad by any means. It had some really good acting, you know, some some great actors. But at the same time, you know, just like the advances that they've made in uh, what they're able to show us on screen, I think would make it an interesting concept at least to update. Yeah, I. I think you're right. I, I had not even remotely considered a, that movie, so good good call. All right, now my number one. Uh, I'm not sure if you've seen this one, but um, Nightbreed by Clive Barker. I, I, I know I've seen it. I haven't seen it in so long that it's kind of beyond me. Like, I saw... YouTube video the other day where they were talking about how their Clive Barker is talking about remaking it and they're going to do a TV show and possibly and the whole gist of the YouTube thing was like Clive Barker's full of shit like he says this just to drum up publicity but he's really not got any kind of deal going through anyways the whole premise of Nightbreed is that there's a guy who's uh, having weird uh, dreams and he's dreaming about this place called Midian where the monsters are and he thinks he's a monster he thinks he's done horrible shit in his dreams and in that regard it turns out that his psychologist is a serial killer who's been uh, you know drugging him and basically implanting suggestions into this guy's head that the murders that the dude's been uh, committing are things that uh, the guy thinks he's been dreaming about Uh, so eventually he gets shot by the police and we think he dies and then his body disappears his girlfriend goes looking for him and finds out that he's been resurrected as one of these monsters oh, I mean shit there's I fucking forgot some shit but anyways it's a long story short like it was a movie a scary movie about monsters where the monsters were kind of the good guys kind of the bad guys at the same time uh, got into like the ugliness of humanity what makes a monster just really cool creature designs and visuals too to top it all off and Clyde Barker's usually fucking weird as shit so uh, I really liked it the original one when it came out but again it's one of those movies where you know you go back and you look at something from shit late 80s early 90s and it's it's really hard to reconcile how good a story is with how badly done the special effects are yeah, uh, that that's the thing. It's you you wonder you you know that there's room for improvement, and then you wonder will they take it in the right way for improvement, or will they just shit all over it? Yeah, exactly. All right, so we only had three of the same movies, which I'm surprised at. This is the lowest number of combined. Uh, movies so that's cool um before i get on my list i just wanted to cover something a little different in the fact of we know the stands getting remade so i didn't include that in my list right right um they're like dark tower came out however like not that long ago we all agree that it deserves something different I didn't put it on my list, but obviously at some point or another, I think we all agree that it deserves better. Um, I still haven't watched it. 
I, I haven't either. I'm just, based on everything I've heard, I don't want to, which makes me sad. But, mm. um, <laughs> I didn't include this on my list. This is just stuff I didn't include on my list. I'm just quickly glancing over them. But uh, Child's Play, I'm putting on there because I've seen the trailer and I hate what they've done with Chucky. He d- Like, why not just make a doll that looks realistic? Why did they make him look so shitty? Have you, have you seen the trailer? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I will hold, I'll reserve my judgment. I mean, if it's just the appearance that, that's it, got you. I it, mean, it's the appearance it, that's got me completely. It looks like, I don't know, I, it looks like it has potential. I'll, I'll give it that. Uh, I, I already included on my honorable mentions list just being judgmental asshole. Um, yeah, I saw I saw your Facebook post this morning. <laughs> um, the Void, another newer movie that had this great idea, and they just kind of shit the bed with it. And I know that it's you know way too soon um, to to redo it, but I hope down the road in twenty years they consider remaking The Void because I th- I think there's potential there. But I, know, I, I I liked it. I mean, I know you didn't. Uh, I think it. If you plop it in like the same kind of realm as Phantasm, where not everything needs to fucking make sense, then it makes sense. Yeah, I I, I will agree with that. I just I would have liked a more satisfying ending, I guess. Um, Frontiers is a movie that I don't want remade, but there's a dark part of me that wants Americans to remake it just to see how bad they fuck it up. Um, like Which they did one with was Martyrs. That? Hmm? Which one was that? Fr- it was Frontier, and then there was like a, a parenthesis around the S at the end. It was a French film that came out around like when Inside and Martyrs came out in France. So like 2007 era, maybe. Um, it was... I don't even know... It had a little Texas Chainsaw Massacre to it. Um, it had a lot of bits and pieces from various things. And it made a very good movie. Like I, So it's, it's a good movie that doesn't need to be remade. I just want to see how bad America could fuck it up. That, that's all. Gotcha. Yeah, probably pretty good. Um, before, and then two more movies before I actually get to my real list. Um... Evil Dead, please remake it. Don't put a stupid bitch in the lead. Make it a man again, because would it just kill the horror industry to have a fucking male lead that, that's the the survivor? Like, would it kill the fucking genre? No. So, please, give us a better Evil Dead, because god damn that fucking movie. I'm angry still about that movie. And to go along with my anger, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. I wanted it remade, wanted it remade. They remade it. Wasn't I didn't hate it, but I'll go so far as to say you don't even need to do it like the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Maybe just do a different spin on on things even. I don't know. Like there's a lot you could do with Nightmare on Elm Street that doesn't have to be the exact traditional. Well, we find out who Freddy is. This is why he is. Like you could do different things nowadays, and I think if you put the put it in the hands of somebody super creative, you could revive that franchise. 
Just my personal. I, I think the idea of Freddy is probably just about the scariest idea that ever exists. You know, something that can kill you in your dreams that you really can't fight. Yeah. And, yeah, like you said, I mean, uh, maybe Freddy's kind of become symbolic with that, but some other kind of dream monster, something like that. I mean, I could, I could see that taking off if they didn't want to just do a straight-up remake of Nightmare on Elm Street, but wanted to you know, take the idea and run with it in a different direction. Yeah, that, I, I don't know. It, there's a lot of possibilities. Somebody creative enough has to just take it, and even if it's not Freddy, just take that idea and run with it. So, Okay. Finally, to my list, and I will say one movie that I was very much on the fence, I didn't put it on my list, was The Exorcist. I don't think they could do it better. The only reason I would put it on the list is to get people to watch the original again. But I mean, that's that's why I didn't put a lot of, like The Shining. You know, people brought up. I'm like, oh, I mean, would it necessarily be better, or would you just be remaking it just to remake it? I mean, right? They, right. they remade it, the TV version that was more true to the book that Stephen King, and it was not as good, or you know, it was different. It wasn't well received, which yeah. I I liked it. It, it wasn't as great of a film. The story, I, I don't know. I liked it. I really did, but yeah, no, it wasn't. It wasn't, it wasn't bad, but at yeah. this point, like, there's already been two versions. Why are you going to remake it just to remake it? Or are you going to remake? You know, typically, I would, I would want to see these remakes made, not just to make money, but in order to improve upon, you know, what right. came before. I also thought about like the Tales from the Crypt movies, but I still love Demon Knight, and although it's a little cheesy, I don't... Even if you upgrade the looks, the aesthetics of it, I don't think you get a better cast than what they had for Demon Knight, and Portello of Blood is a story that doesn't ever need to be told again, but I'd like to see Tales from the Crypt get back in the game, I guess. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, barring just remaking the two original movies, uh, there's there's no reason why you couldn't put the Tales from the Crypt name and make just a new horror movie. Right. So, with that being said, my number 10 movie, The Burning from, I don't know, 1980 or something like that. Like, it was basically Friday the 13th, only with Jason Alexander in it. Uh, like like George? Yeah, George Costanza. Yeah. Uh, thinner, but very much still him. Um it, it's it's fun like there's no like you're not going to update it to the point where like it's going to be a game changer it's still a fucking you know people out at a fucking summer camp and there's a killer like there's nothing groundbreaking about it but there's still nothing wrong with having mindless schlock like that um, and just have fun with it I guess is my point like I like having more slashers. Uh, I don't know, especially now that you know everything's fucking reverting back to the '80s for commercialization, like the fucking new Taco Bell commercial, and you know Stranger Things, and fucking new Coke's coming back, and American Horror Stories doing 1984, and there's a fucking film about 1984 that's on Shutter Screenbox. Like, I mean, it's coming back, so why not bring back the cheesy? camp summer camp fucking slasher and since not many people are a fan of the burning as much as say a friday uh friday the 13th and you certainly can't do sleepaway camp because you just can't redo sleepaway camp in my opinion so i settled with burning have you have you never seen it i have never seen it 
Sounds good. Okay. Um, number nine. A lot of people may not appreciate this, but I'm going to say Hellraiser. Why not? I want to see what they can do with modern technology. I was kind of on the fence on this one, too, but yeah, no, I agree. I agree. It, it, it's, it's a curiosity. Like, it's kind of like you, you take a swing, right? Because half of these remakes suck, but, you know, sometimes a Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the Friday the 13th reboot, um, you know, we've seen a few of the reboots, uh, it, uh, they work. So I say give it a shot. What's the worst thing that happens? Like, Well, think about the fact, too, that in some ways what you can allow sexually on screen has gone way past what was allowed in the original. Oh, and, gotcha. I mean, you know, like, again, like they, they said, you know, the, the Cenobites were originally supposed to be, you know, you couldn't tell if they were angel or demon. They were just, you know, devoted to all sorts of deviant pleasures. So, Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I say do it. I, I think it could be a lot of fun. That, that's all. Um, my number eight is a, a triad of sorts um, of Stephen King. Uh, I had Tommy Knockers, which wasn't a bad story, but I don't know. Maybe it doesn't translate well to film, but I'd like to see them try it again. Um, Rose Red, I really liked it when they put that on screen back like in 96 on ABC. But once again, the digital effects and everything were really meh. Um, shit, I forgot about Langoliers. I love Langoliers. Don't ever change it. But uh, the third one I had wasn't a bad movie at all. Um, the Serpent and the Rainbow. Yeah, I think we uh, that was one of the ones that fuck. I didn't even... God damn it. That was one of the ones that actually made me think about this whole list in the first place. I was like, it's a good movie, but, you know, watching it now, the, the uh, yeah, the effects don't fucking hold up anywhere at all, any way, shape, or form. Yeah, I, I think they could really, they could do a lot of cool things with it, and it's, The Serpent and the Rainbow was never a truly, like, great, great movie. It was a fun movie that, you know, if you liked it, you finally remember it, but, you know, they could really up the ante and make the coolest shit so i say take it take a swing at it um number seven. Oh, and by the way there was a lot of stephen king things that i thought about and i was just like it, like i thought about christine i'm like you're never gonna remake christine as good as that so you know it was like eh i don't know um anyway number seven i have to look up when this came out um i had don't look in the basement have you ever seen it? I have not. I don't even. I didn't even. That sounds like a <laughs> almost like a made up, but I guess every single movie is made up. It came out in '73. Um, according to IMDb, just to give the quick thing, it's uh, a young psychiatric nurse goes to work at a lonesome asylum following a murder. There, she experiences varying degrees of torment from the patients. I love insane asylums. I, I, I love that type of setting. And then you add a horror element. And yeah, it's cheesy as fuck now. But uh, it might... Yeah, it's still on... Uh, I'm pretty sure it's still on Amazon Prime for free. <laughs> I I don't know. I, I took great pleasure in it. I mean, yeah, it's 73. So you have to, you know, lower your expectations some. But... Uh, I don't know. If you take a 
if you modernize the asylum aspect, I don't know, you could do a lot of cool things with something like that. Plus, of course, there's a twist at the end, blah, blah, blah. But I don't know. I, I think it'd be fun. A low-budget, fun remake. You don't need to update anything with special effects. Like, you just retell the story with a more modern-looking you know, camera, modern-looking asylum, blah, blah, blah. Probably better acting, hopefully. So, uh, moving on. The Sentinel. Can't remember if you told me you've seen that or not. I don't think so. Okay, so The Sentinel is a... Was it 77? I think. It has... A great cast. Um, yeah, this is it. I bought it like in October digitally. Um, had Burgess Meredith, had Walken, had Beverly D'Angelo, like as like this lesbian who showed a lot of skin. Uh, Ava Gardner, uh, Chris Sarandon, younger Chris Sarandon. Uh, there's a there's a lot of cool people in it. And it's a cool story about like this lady moving into a new apartment and I think there's like three or four apartments and like her neighbors are weird and she starts seeing weird shit and basically you find out that the guy at the top floor is like this gatekeeper to prevent everybody like hell from coming to earth. Uh I don't know. Visually, I think you could do a lot of fun things with it. Just, uh, I don't know. I think you need to rewrite the story just a little bit um, to modernize it as to why she got the apartment because their story wouldn't hold up nowadays, basically. But with a little tweaking, I think you could have a lot of fun, especially with the gatekeeping of hell aspect. Why not? I don't know. I think it'd be fun. Uh, and if you haven't seen it, I recommend it. Yeah, it sounds interesting. Okay. I know number five here on my list is... I don't know. Once again, to go back with the burning, I'm also going to say, I know what you did last summer. I need more slashers. It, it's a cheesy story. I, I know it's a cheesy story. I know it's not a great movie, but... Would like worse things could be made for a summer popcorn flick, right? I don't know. I, I, I wanted this more than like Final Destination, for instance. So I thought I know what you did last summer could be fun. Maybe they could even tweak the twist if if they truly wanted to. But maybe make some new uh horror scream queens out of it. I don't know, because the original had a great cast. Well, I mean they sure tried to redo Scream with Scream Four, so which I I yeah, thought the TV was show, good. So. Well, I didn't see the TV show, but I thought Scream Four they did good with. Mm-hmm. I say give it a shot. What's the worst case scenario? People are going to be like, "Holy shit, this is so much worse than the original!" Like, oh my god, Freddie Prince Jr. and Ryan Felipe, yeah, <laughs> right. Like, I mean, there's really not many arguments. Just cash it in. People go see it out of nostalgia because that's what idiot people do. Like you, me. You know, we like nostalgia. Everybody loves nostalgia. We'll just go and hand over money. That's what we do. Um, number four. And I thought you would actually have this on your list, and you didn't. Blade. Uh, 
for as as much of a horror movie, I, I see Blade almost like. Personally, I have trouble keeping it out of like the comic book slash action series. But yeah, I could see I could see that. I, I mean, with, definitely see that with Marvel running roughshod on fucking the industry right now. Blade is in a perfect scenario to be re rebooted. I think. Like. And you I, could, would, I wouldn't deny it. I mean, I would. I'm really surprised that they haven't said anything about that character. If you think about it, it kind of checks a lot of the boxes. You know, like, I mean, look how good Black Panther did. Now you get another black superhero, um, a radar superhero. So you got a black superhero. You can go radar like fucking uh, Deadpool. There's a lot, and I, I think you know, even though it wouldn't be a comedy, I think a lot of people would go see it. I, I, it's not like it could be... Blade was good. It was very good, but it wasn't... I would never call Blade great, so it's not like you're on Bastardize, a truly great piece of cinema. So give it a whirl. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Like, if you if you really look at it, I want to say Blade has to be responsible for kicking off the whole fucking superhero genre. I mean, between between Blade, Blade 2, Blade 3 isn't as good, but I'd still... I still liked it. But I mean... I don't think we would have had an X-Men if Blade hadn't been reasonably successful. I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, no doubt about it. Blade really... Because Spawn didn't do good. What Spawn think, isn't considered a horror, Spawn, is it? No, I mean, I think it possibly could have been. I, But I think it came out relatively the same time um, as Blade. Because I remember I was just watching an interview with Michael J. White on uh, YouTube where he's talking about, like, how the movie they initially were making was not the movie that they ended up with the spawn, but he was like, he was like, you know, we we did this initial shoe and you know there was only like only seventy five special effects in the whole movie, and they showed it to the executives and the executives liked it and the director's like, well, I can do more special effects if you want, and you know they cut the story and ended it added in like one hundred and seventy five special effects, so he's like, at that point we just knew shit was going downhill. He's like, I would go over to the Blade set and talk to Wesley while he's filming it, and he would tell me about all the shit that was going on there. I was like, please, please take me over here to this movie. So, yeah, interesting, an interesting story. But yeah, I, I do think there's a, a untapped market there for, for Blade. I mean, it would, it would let them start doing you know darker stuff with Marvel without necessarily having to you know make it mainstream. Yeah, exactly. It's not like it wouldn't be profitable. Obviously, no matter what, everything that they're doing right now is profitable. So, yeah. Um, all right. My number three is another triad. And I, I'm going to use two of them as examples. I'm going to use Running Man and 31, Rob Zombie's 31, as examples. And there was this movie that came out in the early 2000s, late 90s. It was called Slashers. And... It was kind of like this Japanese game show. Uh, it was 2001. And, like, basically, you know, you had to survive the night while people were going around killing you. So, I mean, this all sounds familiar, right? And Yes. Like, it was just such a low-budget endeavor. It's kind of hard to watch at times. Like, it's even listed as a comedy horror because you can't help but laugh at some of the dumb shit. I think if you... I don't want the Running Man remade. That's why I go with Slashers, because there's enough there that hardly anybody knows about it, so it's not like you're pissing all over the grave of some great movie. 
it's just a good concept that would under the right guidance the the game the horror game show still can work but god damn it rob zombie dropped the ball of 31 so i don't know i'd like to see something in that vein done again uh that's yeah i mean uh, one of the most interesting like b movie slash no budget indies i saw in a long time was a uh, one that came out a couple of years ago called all superheroes must die never heard of it and it was kind of like um in this vein but imagine like all the people playing were depowered superheroes and like their villains were the ones who were going around hunting them kind of thing oh that is interesting what's it called all superheroes must die james remar was in it i I had to f- download it through like one of those apps that lets you download shit because like nowhere ever carried it because it was so small budget. Okay, I'll see if I can find it. I, I, that sounds interesting. I I like the idea of it. Okay, I have two more movies and I don't know which one I want to make number one. All right, number two, I'm gonna go with People Under the Stairs. Oh, good call. Good call. There's so much, and you know what? Fuck it. If Jordan Peele wants to take it, let him take it. I, I don't think he would do bad with it. But you could give give it to a lot of people, modernize it, like, amp up the crazy shit. You just gotta have the the key is you gotta have mom and dad be cast incredibly well. Like that. That's the the key thing. I think. Um, no, I would agree. I mean, yeah, good call. Good call. Um, it's just such an underrated and, and great movie. And uh, in, in today's society, I, I think that movie would do well given everything. I, I you know, I think it'd be very over with the crowd. So, all right, number one, not necessarily a full-out horror, but it's horror enough. Cube. Yeah, it's another one. Good one. Cube was done on a shoestring budget from my understanding and it was popular enough they got made a cube 2 and then they made a cube 0 and uh, you know I mean looking back uh, originally the whole intrigue was you know the ending like what was uh, that guy seeing but I mean now you could kind of update it with modern stuff I, I just I would like to see what they did with it I don't know. Would you keep the same ending, though? Uh, probably not. I mean, at this point, like, unless you're trying to reboot the whole series as a series, I would probably just make, excuse me, make it a one and done. So, um, yeah, if I'm going to be vague, I'm going to be even more vague. If I'm going to, I'm not going to leave a teaser kind of trying to promote a sequel. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. I think I think Cube would be really fun. So uh, it was. This was good. This was good in the fact that we didn't have many of the same things, and yet, I mean, horror horror in and of itself is. I mean, if people are going to stop coming up with original ideas, which seems to be the fucking case as of late, pick pick better movies to remake or do a better job. Like. That's all. I don't know. Like you still haven't seen the Pet Cemetery remake, right? No, I haven't seen it yet. Was it any good? 
I haven't seen it either. And honestly, I'm. I, it's more of a morbid curiosity. I don't think I'm going to like it. I'm going in with the mentality that I'm not going to like it, and I, I wish I could go in with more of an open mind. But why, why do you think you're going in with it? Because like, I, I don't really think the original was anything special. You know, it's not like it's something that like I hold near and dear to my heart. So ah, well. I guess that that's the big difference. I'd put probably Pet Cemetery in my top ten favorite horror movies. Like to me, it was one. It's one of my favorites. Actually, I just bought that on digital too. But that's mainly because I can't find my Blu-ray. That's see, that's like one of the ones that like I watched later on in life, and seeing it later on, especially distance from the time, like the special effects are fucking shitty. Very shitty. Yeah, it, yeah. it wasn't even the fact that they remade it. It's what I saw from the trailer made me not, and it didn't look good from from the trailer. And my issue is, it's a trailer. The trailer's supposed to make you want to see it, and the trailer did the exact opposite for me. And so that that's my concern. Um, I don't think it's even come out on on. Anything. No, I don't. No, not yet. So. Uh, yeah, hopefully, you know, by, by fall, obviously it'll be out and I'll definitely, uh, review it. Have you heard anything about the movie Perfection on Netflix? No. Like, supposedly that's supposed to be like scary, scary. Like that's one of the ones where people are saying like they're getting physically sick from watching it. Is it the Perfection by chance? I believe so, maybe. Okay. Maybe the perfect Drama, horror, thriller. Yeah, okay. Well, I'll add that to the uh, the quote-unquote list here. I always have, I, I mean, people who listen to us know that every time we do a podcast, I end up walking away with a list of things to watch in theory. So, honestly, I still need to see whatever that show was that came out in October with the haunted house thing. I still haven't seen that on Netflix, so that's something I really want to sit down and put some time into and binge watch it. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff on Netflix, and they keep adding more stuff. And for me, I feel that it's great to take like a three-month break from Netflix and then come back because... Like, you have so many more options. When you go month to month, it just feels like they barely add anything. See, my problem is, yeah, like, I I play so much video games, I almost feel like I'm cheating on myself when I spend time watching TV, unless I'm doing it in conjunction with something else. And that's not really, like, a good case to watch things for the first time. So right. I might need to scale back a little bit on my video game playing in order to catch up, because, like, what just hit fucking... Uh, the new season of Archer, the new season of Black Mirror. You know, I haven't even had a chance to get started on them. I wanted to rewatch Deadwood to catch up on the the new movie because you know there's never going to be another season of that. So, yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, Black Mirror is actually probably I don't know. I'd like to finish that this month. I'd like to. I've never delved into it. I've heard so many good things. But Are you the person I remember talking about Channel Zero when Black Mirror first came out? Uh, we probably did talk about Channel Zero because I was a big fan. Because I no, I've never talked about it with you, but I remember somebody talking about it. Okay. Yeah, I just I started watching that at people's recommendations. I'm liking it so far. So. Um, 
did you just like what have you seen of Channel Zero? Like, I'm still in the first season because again, like I was saying, you know, I had so much other shit to watch. I, I was like, well, let me let me not start something brand new until I've finished up some more of the stuff I was watching. But I think I'm like episode three or four of Candle Cove. Okay, one thing I've noticed with Channel Zero and you know, it's horror in general. I mean. Well, I would say eighty to ninety percent of horror starts strong and ends weak. So, I went into every season of Channel Zero with that mindset, and it didn't bother me. Like, I, I think all of the earlier episodes are, are so much better. Season two, especially, has John Carroll Lynch, and he's awesome in it. So, uh, that's exciting. But yeah, I, I run into the same issue. I like playing video games, and I can't watch something new on my computer and play a video game at the same time. I yeah, that's that's exactly what I run into. So, while I'm watching a movie, all of a sudden I find myself like, I want to do something. Like, I can watch a movie, but like, last night when I was binge-watching the four movies, uh, I was like, wanting to do something, so I ended up playing like, Solitaire a few times, just like... Just to get that little craving out of the way, as stupid as it sounds. Um, plus, I just bought a lot of new games. Not new games. I bought a lot of games that are actually old and cheaper that I've never played. So, Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, all right. So, with that being said, now would be a great time for us to pick two movies for the other person to see. Um, I have a list of the ones that you had on your list that intrigued me. Um, sure, which ones? Well, Wol- Wolven and Split Second both seem like two movies that I could definitely get behind. Oh yeah, that definitely works for me. Uh, Wolfen, I don't know where you'd find it. Good luck. I mean, Split Second, you already have a copy, so yeah. There you go. yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll if I can't find Wolven, uh, Wolfen, um, we can try uh, where. Maybe. Yeah, that one. I streamed it on something. I don't know if it's still there, but I do remember. Okay. It was on. It was on like. Uh, that one might be on Netflix. I'd have to take a look. Okay. Not a problem. Um, for you, looking. Um, you you've never seen. I have for the ones that you brought up. I haven't seen Frontiers, The Burning, Don't Look in the Basement, and The Sentinel. Okay. Um, God the damn. Sentinel sounded like it might have been something I watched back in the day, and I just don't remember the exact name because that that plot sounds very similar, but I don't remember it if I had. To. All right, I would say try the Sentinel, and I would say Frontiers. I think you'll. Do you mind foreign movies? No, I. I should. I just bought two Russian ones yesterday. So okay, I would say go for for those because uh, I don't know how easy. Well, I know don't look in the basements on Prime, but you like sitting there reviewing it. You'd sit there and go, "Why the fuck did you make me watch this?" So <laughs> I don't feel like. And same with like the burning. It'd be like, "Yep, this guy got burned. People got killed. The end." Like there's not much of a discussion point, I guess. Whereas the other two, I feel there's discussion points. So. That makes sense to me. Gotcha. So I will asterisk those two and feel better about life. All right. Um, now, we decided 
decide for next month's podcast. Rather than doing two top, rather than doing one top ten, we're doing two top fives. So, do you want to tell the audience what they are? All right. The first top five is going to be top five anthology movies, anthology horror movies. Let me preface that. And the second top five is going to be top five. It was endings, right? Movie endings. Correct. Horror movies horror. with the best ending. Yep. And yeah, I'm kind. Of, I'm. I'm looking forward to both of them because there's a multitude of, of yeah, actually I think there's more better anthologies than there are good horror movie endings. There are not a lot of great horror movie endings in my opinion. Uh, I mean it depends on if you think nihilistic fucking everybody dies is a good ending or not. It it really depends like in the mist it worked well, and a lot of other times, no, it doesn't work so well. So, Damn it, there's my number one. Thanks a lot, Kat. You just gave it to him. <sighs> I'm, I'll have to think of a new number one. <laughs> I don't know. I'll, I'll, I, I, all I can think of is like stuff back when it was like original, you know, like like the Carrie and Friday the 13th, but I know there's other stuff that I've really enjoyed, so it's going to be something fun to really think about. Pro- they may not even hit my top five, quite frankly, just stuff off the top of my head. Yeah, so. I think there are certain movies that have really good endings that end up saving the movie. You know, and, and uh, maybe the the whole movie wasn't good, but, you know, the ending, the twist or whatever, you know, turns it from being a shitty movie into just an okay movie. So, you know, the whole movie isn't great, but the ending's good. And then there are a couple, I'm certain that I could think of some eventually, you know, where the whole movie's good and the ending's just even better, so... And then there's the original Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> the ending nobody could agree on, so they went with the shit show. Ah, good times. So, one last thing I want to bring up before we go is that I think Russ and I are getting back together doing a podcast, uh, probably for the Are You Not Entertained brand, and... I think that you might actually kind of like the idea. I didn't even bring it up earlier, um, so I'll bring it up now. The Our new idea is the premise of gun to your head, pick one of these two things in a specific scenario. And we're going to cover... As me- like It's not just going to be like sports or fighting or cartoons. It's going to be like anything you can think of to have one-on-one, give a scenario, and then you have a gun to your head, what are you picking, type. And I think that's what... I don't know. I think it could be a little bit of fun. And I'm hoping that maybe at some point you and I might even do one, like a horror-themed one at some point. Gun to your head. Eric or Russ's mom. (sighs) Wow. See you later, Eric. (laughs) Wait, wait, no, no, that's not what I was... <laughs> One to your head. You're naked, Eric, or Russ's mom. I am so taken Russ's mom. Poor Eric. Or maybe poor Carrie. <laughs> like, dude, it, like, once we got talking about it, like, not only did him and I talk about it a lot last Friday, Tuesday I hung out with a few friends, and we spent... God, like, an inordinate amount of time, like, just coming up with different scenarios, like, 
Indiana Jones versus Han Solo, no weapons, cage fight. So, I don't know. We're hopefully it could be fun, or it's going to be a terrible thing. I don't know, but we're going to try it. That, that's that's what I'm trying to announce. Uh, yeah, I could I could see it being interesting. I mean, not to prefabricate or anything, but a lot of it's just going to depend on what the the um, uh, schedule is. Sure. I'm pretty busy for the rest of the year with work, so. Um, you know, if it gets to the point where I'm working two days of overtime a week, you know, that might cut back on it. But yeah, if I even if I don't make everyone, I would like to be a guest on that one. So, well, no, what I was saying is like when we do a podcast, you and I, oh. at the end oh, of it, if you. we did, hey, who's winning between Freddie or who's winning between Jason and Michael, for instance, and have a quick three or five minute discussion? Like that's what I. Oh, was. I thought you were. I thought you were talking about me getting in with uh, getting in the ring with Russ. Oh, uh, like, yeah, yeah. Russ no, never okay. is up this you. late, so no. <laughs> okay, yeah, I got you. you. Know that? Yeah, that would be an interesting bit to add in. Yeah, just something small, so. That's what you guys can look forward to in July or August, pending Chris's absurd schedule he has going on. So, uh, anything else you want to add before we wrap this up? No, just uh, just make sure you check out all the Game of Thrones stuff we did over the last couple months over at Nine Deuce Blogs. I don't know, Kent will give you the actual thing. I just search Nine Deuce Blogs when I put it into my Google, and that's what pops up. So Yeah, it's amazing um, that it even comes up on Google, but yay! Maybe because of the number of times I search to see my, my own name. Yeah, that might possibly be why. Uh, that's also where we post the podcast. Um, so yeah, just, just give Kent a hand and go check his shit out, because he's got a lot of interesting stuff up there from years and years and years back. And there's going to be a uh, lot of movie stuff this summer. Lot. Yeah, make sure you make sure you like everything that has me in it. Okay. Anyways. No, no. I mean, keep giving yourself uh, fellatio. It's it's cool. If I could, I would. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, we're we're going to do some top five Game of Thrones things. Um, we just don't have a definite time frame yet, but we are going to do it this summer if time permits. So, look forward to that as well so uh yeah nine deuce.com slash blogs or nine deuce.com slash podcast will get you to or just go to nine deuce.com there you get to pick whatever the fuck you want there you go man nice and easy choices yep fucking little jigsaw action here that's all i got all right well i guess the internet this will be me and kent signing off have a good night, and we'll catch you back again either sometime in July or towards the beginning of August. Have a good one. See ya.